Greetings and welcome to the second episode of my podcast series. I thought I'd explain to anyone who listened to the first episode or saw its title that the word Kronur in that title, which was Corona, Kronur and Creativity. Kronur is the plural of Krona, which is the Icelandic currency, so it was simply a reference to my being in Iceland. Speaking of which, my time in Iceland is now growing short. This is actually my last day in Iceland for the foreseeable future, and it is quite sad to be thinking that there is no telling when I'll have this pleasure again. I'm of course, on the other hand, grateful that I got to make this last trip before having to then stay in Finland for the foreseeable future. And of course, I'll be starting my 14-day quarantine when I get back. It's a rainy day here, with strong winds, some slushy snow or rain, mostly water, I think. And I just left to go to the store. They are now taking stronger measures also here. At this store I go to, that is nearest to the hotel I am staying at, they are now limiting the number of people allowed at one time in the store to 60. And for a while already there has been a notification and it's actually recommended for anywhere in the country as I understand. Uh, But in the store there is a special notice about it that you should stay at least two meters distant from other people. This second episode will be quite brief because I have a lot to do, travel preparations to take care of. I thought I'd use this brief time to make some recommendations, but before that I wanted to mention something amusing that made me smile. The local police department here in the southwest of Iceland They issued a notice a few days ago asking criminals to kindly cancel their plans. This was reported by the Iceland Monitor, a website in English. Their notice went like this. Due to the situation created by COVID-19, or the coronavirus as it's called, the police kindly ask those who have been contemplating breaking the law to cancel all such plans until further notice. So that's the notice from the police department in this part of Iceland. I was surprised to learn that Dame Vera Lynn, apologies if I'm mispronouncing the name, it might be Vera Lynn, Vera Lynn. I'm not sure which one. Vera Lynn, who I thought might have well passed on already, and I had assumed so. She is actually still alive. She is now 103 years old. And if you don't recognize the name, she was a singer that played an important role in the Second World War in terms of motivating the troops. She became famous especially for the song We'll Meet Again. Her rendering of that song was an inspiration in a time that was even more difficult than what we are going through now. That reminds me that I do want to make the point that even though we are going through difficult times now, we may find some 
perspective in thinking about what the people who went through World War II had to face. For example, that and many other things in history, but if we consider just World War II, it meant people forced to leave their loved ones behind and to go kill or be killed or maim or be maimed or any combination of those to be traumatized, to be tortured or any number of inhumane things. Compared to that, having to stay home and take precautions about hygiene is not exactly the worst fate in the world. Yes, it is sad and it is difficult and there are people dying, but people not so far removed from our time, and some of them of course still alive, went through far greater difficulties, more painful experiences than most of us will face during this epidemic. I think that's worth bearing in mind. This is also one of the things that makes it important to be aware of history, to have some perspective on our hardships, and on the other hand, regarding all the ways we are very lucky. And now the very thing that many people have deployed, which is all our devices, we are probably all very grateful for them now. Imagine how much more out of touch we would be if we'd be just writing letters to each other. I've never myself been one of the people who said that these devices as such are somehow making us more antisocial or dehumanizing us. They are not. And for many, they have all along been ways to keep better in contact with other people. And now, of course, they are vital, like the internet and the social media are. This may give us some perspective on how bad or good these things are. I say they are almost only good. By far, the good outweighs the bad. And now I think I need to already start wrapping up this episode. It was a very brief one. But this is one of the things that I like about doing my podcast in such a freeform way. I don't have to make the episodes of a uniform length because there's no one telling me I have to. So I won't. Some will be short, some will be long, some will be somewhere in between. But before I go, I wanted to make those recommendations I referred to earlier. I think comedy is very important, and especially when it comes to painful times. Comedy can go too far, it can be mean, but of course I'm not talking about that kind of comedy. I don't like comedians who are just spreading their mean-spirited selves around. To me, a comedian who I'm really grateful to have discovered, which I only did in the early part of 2019, when I was just by myself in Iceland, is the Canadian stand-up comic Norm MacDonald. In that time I started watching videos featuring him on YouTube, his performances and appearances on talk shows and in interviews, and I warmly recommend him if you are looking for something new in this area. He is one of the 
very few comedians who actually makes me laugh, like actually makes me laugh. Not only makes me want to laugh, and not only that, he also makes me smile. A lot of his humor dances on the edge and sometimes steps over the edge of what might be called good taste by some people, but having seen enough from him, I know that he has a really good heart, and when he makes jokes about painful subjects, sometimes in ways that are quite outrageous, he has the best motive in mind. He is in fact doing something that is relieving a painful tension that people may have about that subject. I will definitely be talking more about him in the future, but for now, if you don't recognize the name Norm MacDonald, then I would warmly recommend, for example, looking up his last, for now, stand-up appearance, where he does stand-up about the coronavirus. Many comedians might do that in a cynical, exploitative way, but he is not one of them. I can recommend going on YouTube, finding Norm MacDonald does stand-up about the coronavirus or something similar. I'm sure you'll find it. It's actually in two parts, and they are only part of this stand-up appearance. Somebody was taking the video I think surreptitiously. I think it wasn't like an official recording. But he himself has shared that, so he's okay with it. To me, the material is gold, and his delivery is always gold. He is really a very natural comedian. One reason I really love him is that he has this relaxed way of presenting himself and talking. Many comedians make me feel exhausted after just a few minutes, if not less, after listening to them. But with No MacDonald, I could listen to him, and I have listened to him, for hours on end sometimes. I used to listen to his interviews and talk show appearances and all the other things from him on YouTube while falling asleep, starting early last year. Another thing I really like about him is that He's not trying too hard. He doesn't care whether he gets a laugh or not. When I say he doesn't care, I mean that in the best sense, because he enjoys people's reactions, even if it is no laughter for some joke. That can sometimes seem to amuse him even more than getting a laugh. So he's not taking himself too seriously or stressing out about it, like many comedians are. The other recommendation I would like to make, now that most of us are having to stay in isolation, it is a very beautiful story written by Ray Bradbury as a short story, but the version I'm recommending of that story is a TV adaptation from the 1980s. It is available on YouTube, and you will find it in its entirety by searching with the words Ray Bradbury and the title of the story, All Summer in a Day. All Summer in a Day.
and that is a perfect title for that story. It's a story that is extremely poignant and in this time in particular I think people will be even more able to relate to it. It is one of those stories that if it doesn't move you, if it doesn't make you feel something, then there might be something wrong. I don't want to sell anything I recommend too hard. I don't like that kind of approach when I'm listening to someone else talk about something. But I feel sure that if you take the time to watch this adaptation, I would recommend watching it in the evening with your loved ones, if you are fortunate enough to have any with you. It is less than half an hour. I believe that you will be very glad that you watched it. It's the kind of thing that is now difficult to imagine even being made, because everything is now so processed and artificial in many ways. This is simply a group of very fine actors, including very fine young actors, and relocations, no CGI. And actually, this TV version, this adaptation, even improves on the original short story that Ray Bradbury wrote. It's that good that the ending is even more beautiful and moving to me in this adaptation. The only thing I will add that it is a story told from the perspective of a young girl. The people in the story, for a different reason, are living an isolated experience. It's one of those stories where, after it's over, at least I myself get a clear feeling of perspective, remembering what are the important things in life. Now I have to get going. I want to thank you for listening, and good night.